Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's mm, damn leche. <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we talk about movies that have gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me, unfortunately, no, fortunately, <laughs> is birthday boy David Ooh. William Rogers. Thank you. Thank you. You're far too kind. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. I love you and appreciate you. I love you and appreciate you. I love celebrating. David's birthday comes in my friendship group. He's like the kind of the start of the main wave of birthdays so like when i know it's your birthday i'm like oh shit the summer is about to get it's lit. go time it's go time because i keep thinking it's like february yeah. to be honest with you it, it got may real quick it got may real quick yeah uh david it's just the two of us today sorry my other podcast host david william rogers <laughs> forgot to throw his name there he's here the birthday yeah. boy hey everyone uh, hey i forgot to say your name but it's, you they know, know name. me yeah they know, they know me here so, what's the movie we're doing today? We are doing Forgetting Sarah Marshall, 2008, directed by Nicholas Stoller, written by Jason Siegel, which I think it was his first movie that got greenlit that he wrote. Ooh. Yeah, I think. Um, produced by Judd Apatow Love. and Shauna Robertson. Okay. And yeah. whose turn is it to do the synopsis? I believe it's yours. Okay. I did Return to Oz. Okay. So, it's my turn. Okay. So, I'm going to say this movie is about... A man who really stops trying, lets himself go. He has this hot, famous girlfriend. She comes home. She's like, listen, we need to break up. There's someone else. He gets really depressed. He decides to take himself off to Hawaii because she always said it was a nice place. And he's like, I'm going to go there. He gets there. She's there with the new man. Bad, bad situation. And he has a tryst, a romantic tryst with uh, one of the hotel staff. And then he moves on and finds friendships and you know, figures out that he's going to be okay and goes back to LA and puts on his Dracula musical and, <laughs> and that's the movie. Jason Segel stars, Mila Kunis, Kristen Bell, uh, Russell Brand. Yeah, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Jack McBriar. Comedy yeah, movie. Jonah Hill, Jonah Paul Hill, Rudd. Paul Rudd's in it. Yeah, great movie. Uh, so David. Yes. Had you seen this movie before? I've, stupid question. I've I've seen it. One of these days, it's not going to be a stupid question. You're going to ask me. I'm like, nope, I've never seen that. No, like, I turn to Oz. I've never. I seen know. It. I'm excited to watch more movies that we've both yeah. never seen and come out from refresh. Same, I same. Like that. But I recently watched it with uh, the old ball and chain mm -hmm. up in Mammoth when we were visiting up there, and just this movie is so many quotes you can get from this movie. Yeah, I was uh, watching it and. It, Paul Rudd says, the weather outside is weather. And <laughs> David says that all the time. Pretty much at least once a time I hang out with you. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. You just like to sing that to yourself. So many good quotes. I forgot that it was in this movie. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's a quote. <laughs> so you had seen it. Had, had you seen, seen it, it. and you'd seen it recently. Yeah, about a few months ago. Had you ever thought of it in the context of our podcast? No. So like, when you gave me the list mm -hmm. and like, hey, let's do one of these this week. I said, oh, perfect. Let's do this because this movie's... Mm -hmm. I think very funny. And like you said, it's got a great cast. So, you know, never really popped into my head to be, all right, do something like Age Like Milk, see how it fits. To see the how box it fits. Because it, yeah. it came out in 2008, which is mm -hmm. 13 years ago. Yeah. And we find that things that like are from a decade ago or more tend to be a bit like, oh, that was interesting. Mm -hmm. I think a couple things popped out for me in this film. What's the first thing that you noticed on watching this film with like more of an analytical brain? So, 
let's kick it right off. Question. How do you feel about seeing penis? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. I have no problem with it. Okay. I think it's an interesting flip because we oftentimes get like women yeah. naked in movies. Yeah. But I did find a quote from a Vice article. Kristen Yunsu Kim had quoted that Jason Siegel's mom had did you hear about this yeah okay so she had written an email to friends and family saying just giving you a warning that you do see his flaccid penis in the first 10 minutes i think it's three times yep. in the first 10 minutes but that she had been crying about it because it is not gratuitous and it's essential to the plot and she was saying you know it is full frontal nudity be warned yeah because that so, could be shocking if your oh. great aunt mildred went to see it like yeah I've, i haven't Jason. seen that since he was three yeah since he was born <laughs> um it doesn't it doesn't bother me i i know there was an unrated version that got released in the theater did you watch it i think that's where i saw it first i'm trying to remember but because you see his dong in both i watched oh, both this week i did uh, not notice yeah, no i only the watched unrated the unrated on one. amazon mm-hmm. and they had the original hmm. i think you see less dong Sure. But you do see dong. Either way. Yeah. There's penis involved. You're seeing the penis. So yeah. I think it's fine. It didn't bother me. I think it's an interesting choice. Obviously, he's self... I mean, number one, he's got body self-confidence, no matter if you're seeing dong or not. Like yeah. he's, got his, he's a little chubby in this. Yeah. He's got some boobies, yeah. um, male <laughs> moobs. What do you feel about it? I mean, I, I think it's hilarious. Okay. I think it's funny. So especially when he's doing like the slapping back and forth. He's like, I got a surprise for you. So yeah, it's just funny to me. And you see scenes like that, and I just kind of like giggle, and I'm like, ah. See, Would see you do dong. full frontal nudity? Yeah, if it's something like this, and it's hilarious. I mean, they might have to get like a wide angle camera uh. for me. <laughs> oh, I had to fit that in there. But uh, yeah, did you see that he actually was broken up this way? That he was fully yes. naked when I did he went see that this was based off a real um, breakup, and yeah. I saw that he had also been out with. Lisa, Linda Cardinelli, who's like from Freaks and Geeks, and she's from Freaks and Geeks, and she's also in Dead to Me, and I think she's so talented. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, you know, because she's also obviously an actor. I'm curious to know if like how much of this was based on like maybe she was successful before him, although they were both in Freaks and Geeks together. So. Yeah, true. But maybe her film career started. Yeah. Because they kind of poke a little bit of fun at the film acting career. You know, yeah, like she's yep. in this like SUV-esque, like silly show. And then she gets like the mind control with the dog show. Yeah, that little credit scene. Animal. Yeah, Animal tele- Instinct Animal or something like that. Instincts, yeah. yeah. With Jason Bateman. Yeah, so it's like, you know, they're kind of making fun that she's like obviously a working actor. She's famous, but she's not in anything like Oscar nominated because... Later in the movie, they talk about how she did a movie that was just terrible. That was like uh, phone if killing a phone people. Could kill you. Did you see that she actually was in a movie like I did, similar in to that? And they thought that she they were poking fun at her. And Jason was like, "No, it's it's just an idea we thought was right. ridiculous that could happen yeah. and that could be made." Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, no, the penis. Uh, didn't bother me I mean it's definitely there and it's not just one flash it's like he really brings yeah, it back yeah. so I assume he was walking around on set naked and he just all he, day he didn't want to go get clothes on yeah. and I saw <laughs> in the article that he's talking about his breakup he did go change halfway through and he said that was more awkward than being naked really finding an outfit to finish your breakup oh so, yeah, interesting <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so the whole premise of the film is like a breakup and healing from that. Um, I told a few people that we were doing this movie. They said that they felt this movie was quite hopeful. Mm -hmm. Um, What I like about the film is that it's a flip on the script of, you know, we've had a lot of rom-coms where it's like the woman gets dumped 
in this case, it's the man getting dumped. And I kind of like that, like, it's a journey. You, you know, you feel sorry for him. She's met someone else. You come to find out she's cheating, which obviously is deplorable. However, she talks to him and he completely gave up on the relationship, right? Like a relationship is a thing that needs to be nurtured. Yeah. And you really see after five years, like he's eating cereal out of like a salad bowl. And yeah, he said he and wore his, the same sweatpants right. for and a week. And his house is disgusting. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you have to grow together kind of. I agree 100%. But at some point, if it's the choice of breaking up or starting to and a fair cheat, cheat oh, then you I'm just got to break no, up or say, Hey, this is it. Like, I can't stand you anymore. Cause she finally comes clean yeah. to him and, and unloads on him. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. You were just too stupid to notice. But if you had that like little fallout and express those feelings a year ago, you never know. You could have changed. You could have started. No, I am so like, I think cheating is yeah. really cowardly. And I yeah. think it's hard to say like, we have to break up, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just funny that like, she's like kind of famous and then there's this like pop star and then his like performance comes Eldest. on right after the interview that she does and yeah i love that character <laughs> Eldest, no. russell brand is amazing yeah but i i do think it's an interesting film because it does flip the script yeah on the breakup narrative we do feel bad for him that we also kind of like get annoyed at him a little bit because we're like dude and i feel like that's with every breakup like you know have you ever dumped someone that was like I've personally always been dumped to be completely honest with you, but like, you know, you have that breakup and then you better yourself. Right. Yeah. And then she kind of like has this sort of like regret. Have you been through that? Where I've had the regret where you've like dumped someone and then they turn their life around. Yeah. It wasn't to this point where I left somebody because they weren't doing like being stop, who they were. Stop putting in the effort. Right. Yeah. It was more, we started growing apart mm-hmm. and I, I was always going to come out here to pursue my dream mm. and some things kind of fell along besides that. But yeah, there's, there's times I'm like, I bailed out on a couple of relationships that you never know could have really worked. Women that really cared about me, I cared about them and you just kind of drifted apart. It's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. <laughs> I've been drowning too long to believe that the tide's going to turn. And I've been living too hard to believe things are going to get easier now. I'm still trying to shake off the pain from the lessons I've learned. And if I see Van Helsing, I swear to the Lord I will slay him. Ha, 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 he'd take it from me, but I swear I won't let it be so. Ha, 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 blood will run down his face when he is decapitated. Ha, his head on my mantle is how I will let this world know how much I love you. I mean, the breakup story is something we obviously see a lot in film and TV, but I do think this was a, at the time in 2008, it was unique to have it from the male perspective Mm -hmm. and to see him go through 
like I think of that scene where he's like composing you know a song and he's like I need to see a psychiatrist I'm not going and he's like singing to himself he's like literally losing yeah it. which is a good perspective because like you said we don't see it from no. a male point of view and a lot of the times it's because we're tough guys and yeah. we don't need to show emotion and oh we're getting over it we'll just go find another lady yeah. or do this or that but the hurt's more than likely still there with guys right. and they process it maybe a different way but to see this like behind closed doors and he's going through it and he's making these songs and he's kind of freaking out Which, and, let's be fair you know you said like a guy will typically just go find someone else i mean he does yeah, find someone else in this couple film. when he's trying to go into the bar with his stepbrother the oh, hater. Yeah. yeah no but like in this so i think the the narrative timeline is like it's been three weeks when he goes to Hawaii mm -hmm. and he immediately starts this like romantic connection like I don't know I don't know what your rule is about dating but like I do think it takes a long time to get over a long-term relationship I agree I think you have to flush that out because I've dated women that wanted to just jump into something mm -hmm. with me after they've been with somebody for a little bit longer and it's always ended bad or they brought some of their emotional stress into our relationship and they had that lens that they looked at me at that was the last guy Previous right person, so yeah. whatever he did i was getting some of that when it wasn't fair and i and i think that's one flaw with the timeline in this film is that like you know three weeks totally book yourself a trip but three weeks is you're still in that like fucked up phase. After five years, yeah. After sure. five years of five living years with someone, time. that's that's Commonwealth, ma oh, not Commonwealth married, common law married. Yeah. Commonwealth married is when you're married in Australia or yeah. Canada or the UK. <laughs> England, yeah. yeah. Common law married. He's Commonwealth married. Yes. Yes, a cup of tea and, <laughs> yeah. You know, the Queen's there and shit. Yeah, yeah No. Uh, so that was a problem I had with it. And. And to be completely honest with you, I think Mila Kunis was wasted in this film a little bit for the character that she had. I was reading an article about it. You know, Dave and I both obviously do research, and I'm very interested to hear, like, other journalists and what they've talked about. And this one um, quote that I found, which I thought was very interesting, was uh, from the same woman from the Vice article. She said, I hesitate to call Sarah Marshall a feminist film as it still makes a manic pixie dream girl out of Mila Kunis. Uh, while antagonizing like the Kristen Bell character. The film is, you know, obviously a personal project for Siegel, so that, you know, and it still subverts like the crazy ex-girlfriend trope. But she did point out, and I do have to agree, that like Mila Kunis kind of plays the, you know, carefree, like pixie, pixie manic dream girl, which is like a trope that they talk about, like with uh, New Girl, with Zooey Deschanel. What do you think about that? Couple things. She's in Hawaii. Sure. So I think... Hawaiian rules. Exactly. Island and rules. And that's something I kind of noted down that I, I wanted to talk about mm. a little bit because I like using locations to kind of set the mood to for somewhere. To set a character as well? So, well, like Hawaii, yeah. it's just that feeling. So you, you, you have that as a location and that's kind of going to be a more relaxed vibe right. for a lot of the movies that we see. But do you I, think that informed her character to the point I that... I think maybe because you have that like little standoff with Kristen Bell, and she's like, I like living here, and Kristen Bell's saying, people are only going here to like escape, you should only be here for like a week. Yeah. So I think a little bit of that is, you know, she liked it there, she moved for a boyfriend, he cheated, they broke up, and she's kind of like, she's pretty chill. She calls him dude. Yeah. Things of that nature. No, I hear you. I think, I think what... Okay, so... Uh, when I was re-watching it again, 
the scene that like just rubs me the wrong way. And I'm, I think it's only, you know, a couple things in this movie where I'm like, Ugh. you know, cause sometimes we watch it and it's like for a full hour and a half, you're like, Oh God, why make it stop? You know, <laughs> in this, it was, you know, they go to a bar in Hawaii and there's a naked picture of a topless picture of her in, in the, the in the boys men's room. And she is clearly upset about it. And she's asked the bartender to take it down or the owner or whatever. And then he's like, Jason Siegel's character is like, that's really fucked up. And then she just brushes past it and they're back to talking about his problem. And so for me, as a wannabe writer, you know, I really try to make characters that are like really are on their own journey. And mm. I think in this case, it probably came down to a timing thing or, you know, they don't have time to really dive into the sexual basically like blackmail porn of this situation. Yeah. But I, I really was like, this is actually really bad. And they're just breezing past Rushing it. it off. Yeah. They came back to it. They did. Because they showed they did. How, will, how far he was willing to go to, to make amends. To do it. But it's, he, it's pretty yeah. fucked up. Like that the bar owner's like, oh, it's going to, you know, she's, I, I don't know what the rules are legally now, but like, yeah. I know there was a revenge porn site that was like, lawsuits and all this shit like, yeah for sure it, that because how does she explain it she was drunk and her, her boyfriend, boyfriend made talked her, her into yeah. it yeah they probably got like some like free drinks or something you know yeah yeah to put it up there and she's like no he will literally kill you yeah. take that picture but it really bothered me that like the that guy just straight go, up said no yeah you can't just that's go my take boobs. it down like yeah. hey if you're comfortable with it and you want to show your your boobs off yeah fine right. but if if a woman's like hey no i i did that i was drunk take it down right then because you know, this movie has like these two strong actresses, Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell as Rachel and what's the other girl's name? I forget her character's name. Mila Kunis' name? Yeah. Ra- or Rachel, or are you talking about Sarah? Sarah. Yeah. Sarah's the, the Kristen new... Bell's. Kristen Bell's character. Mm-hmm. Okay, Marshall. so yeah, sorry. And Rachel's Mila Kunis. Yeah. So you do have these two strong women who are like out there. And, and that's like whenever I look at a film, I'm like, how are women represented in this? But yeah, I just really felt like for that specific moment, we breezed past it. And I feel yeah. like in 2021 we probably wouldn't or we'd make a bigger deal out of it i'm i'm really glad they closed the loop on it at yeah. the end of the film because that does that really compare to her character and how she was outgoing she was a strong independent person throughout the movie she confronted her boyfriend on the beach saying ex-boyfriend. you can't yeah ex-boyfriend you can't be on the beach you know this is we we made these rules up when we broke up and she's saying like fuck you and all this stuff and then she's telling peter to jump off the cliff yeah you know, I can see you. Hoo-ha, like, come on, let's go. And she kind of gets him out of his funk. She does. Yeah. So yeah, to, I think, to not for her to say like, hey, take those boobs down. So it's either they kind of went away from who she really was in this movie for that instance. Because like how much she yelled at her boyfriend, I don't feel like she'd be yeah, I just, hard pressed to go ask for again, that picture I, back. Or she does, she, they were trying to say she didn't care that much. Personally, I just think they breezed across it a bit because yeah. I felt, and again, maybe it's just a tribute a, like a yeah a tribute to Mila Kunis's acting like she's able to convey so many like you know minute things in her face mm-hmm. but I felt like what we were seeing in the film was that she was actually really bothered by it and she just kind of breezed over it and yeah like I said I'm glad they closed the loop on it because when I watched this film the dick doesn't bother me obviously I have no problem with naked breasts but I I felt so icky watching it the most recent time before we recorded where she literally is like Oh, he said he can't take it down because it's going to fuck up the composition of the thing. Yeah. Like a man is like holding your boobs hostage. Exactly. In a bar. But I was also like, don't go back to that bar. I'd be like, fuck you. And she just continues she keeps going there. there. Imagine someone comes out of the toilet and sees yeah. her. Oh, hey. And yeah, objectifies nice her. Yeah. Gross. I saw your boobs in the bathroom. Some yeah. creep. 
But speaking about what you were talking about with the high, uh, sorry, Hawaiian, you know, vibes of the island, that was something that stuck out to me. Um, so Bill Hader, love him. He plays his Her, stepbrother. His stepbrother, yep. Yeah. And then they're Zooming with him or Skyping. It was like pre-pandemic, yeah. <laughs> many years before. And he says something about him being in Hawaii. And then he starts kind of doing like a Native American yeah, song. I had, I had that part like jokes I didn't think aged well and I wanted yeah. to see your thoughts on this and yeah he's doing like a oh, yeah. and it's a bit offensive I, and I, I thought I was very I thought I was offensive I don't think that holds up no today the rest of it was funny right and there his wife too and she's doing they're like the aloha and Peter's like no it's not the it's not yeah. the aloha whatever well but yeah he starts chanting and I, I was like oof I was gonna say like the Hawaiian culture in this film is definitely something to note because they do, yeah, like he does call it out. And then there's also the Paul Rudd character who plays, his real name is Chuck, but he calls himself Kulu. Yeah. And yep. he's completely adopted the the personality. Kunu. Of like, Kunu, sorry. Yeah. Of the Hawaiian white guy. And the film is basically <laughs> making fun of people that move to Hawaii and then just like. It's like, I don't know. And uh, what he says, I don't use a watch anymore. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I just have it on my phone. Yeah. And, Peter's like, so yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. So uh, side note, I have here your Hawaiian name. Oh, yeah. what is it? It is Paliki, P-A-L-I-K-E. That's cute. And what's, what's your, your partner's name is Koka, K-O-K-A. Yep. Oh. And then, yeah, mine is Kawika, K-A-W-I-K-A. Okay. Yeah. So I looked up because, you know, Paul Rudd says, yeah. no, I just threw it in a name generator and they yeah, tell you on the database <laughs> yeah on the database and wait so mine's palika uh yeah p-a-l-i-k-e paliki okay yeah interesting yeah. i mean it definitely sounds exotic yeah but like would i go to the island and start like pretending that i my was... name is <laughs> paliki no. yeah. i have a lot of Hawaii like i know a lot of hawaiian people and they are i think that's that's what's yeah one shitty thing about this film is like they and a lot of films, actually, they go to Hawaii and it's meant to be like this, you know, very exotic place. But it's just another state in the U.S. with a rich history yep. and a beautiful native community. And so, like, I do think it's kind of a cheap shot. And I know Bill Hader didn't write his own part, but I did think that did really bug me when I watched with it. With the Native American Yeah, chanting. they're like, oh. and yeah. it's Because it, on both ways, it doesn't work. You're yeah. attributing that to, like, the chanting, which is part of the Native American culture. And you're saying that it's also kind Hawaiian, of yeah. And so it's, and like both cultures, you're kind of. It's like when someone pretends they can speak Chinese and they just start making like weird, you know, like it's yeah, yeah. He wasn't. He was just talking gibberish. Yeah. Well, he was doing like probably like a ceremonial chant, which is disrespectful to Native right. Americans, and then also disrespectful because you're saying that Hawaiians are, are the same thing, are the same thing, which, which they're they not. not. Yeah. Exactly. Very unique culture. Very yeah. beautiful culture. So that yeah, that's definitely stuck out to me. Yeah. Um, Another thing that stuck out to me in the film was a little bit of ageism. I know it's just a throwaway line. So Kristen Bell. Yeah. So yeah. Jason Segel plays the character Peter and Kristen Bell plays Sarah. And they, you know, kind of, she, I mean, she breaks up with Adolphus Snow. Sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> he like leaves and she sits down with Peter and she kind of has regrets and like tries to sort of win him back essentially. And he's comforting her and he's like, don't worry about it. Like you've got four years until you're 30. Yeah. And as a woman over 30, I was like, I feel attacked right now. Yeah. But it's, it's also, <laughs> it's like a hit at the industry. Sure. How we kind of treat women mm -hmm. in film mm -hmm. and disregard them after a certain age or you lost it, whatever. Yeah. But also 
kind of he was trying to make her feel better and she says like she laughed at that too a little bit sure. it's like you always know how to make me feel better but it's she like, like grabbed his hand still but, silly i was like oh, come on yeah. like we wouldn't say that to a guy <laughs> no. don't worry you've only got the- <laughs> you only got you only got 25 years left until you're, until you're recast yeah. as a father yeah exactly <laughs> or you know don't worry the girls you'll be playing opposite will still be 25 yeah, but yeah. you'll be getting older yeah <laughs> So yeah, that was just one thing I noticed. I mean, it really wasn't like something that I noticed a lot, but uh, I was like, ah, oh, I hate that. I hate that like that's a joke in the Hollywood industry because yeah. yeah, like I said, I'm over 30 and I have a lot of friends still trying to be actors, women, mm-hmm. men. And it's like, why should it matter how old you are? It shouldn't. And I think it's getting less and less with I that. I you're right. I, I do. Where people, we have people like Frances McDormand, who's just uh, killing she it. She popped in my head as she soon as we started talking about care, this. Doesn't yep. care, you know. Um, but I, I have seen a big push on like social media where people are saying like, I want to see interesting roles for women over 45, 50, mm-hmm. you know. There's like a great sketch with Julie Louise Dreyfus where she does like her last fuckable day. She's like <laughs> about to hit a certain age and they push her out in a rowboat and they shoot like a fiery uh, bow and arrow at her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> and it's true. Like, come on. Yeah, but she could still get it. Oh, I think she can get it. Yeah. I think she's amazing. So, okay. So there's a difference, I think. And this is just my opinion as a man. I am attracted to not just external beauty but also strength and power within women sure so like a francis a francis mcdermott some of the things she does still um, and i'm like oh i'm just like entranced and i'm like probably you probably get it because it's oh you're fi- attracted to francis mcdermott but, but it's not just like it's all a power. physical yeah right it's who that person is i love like that what they have i love that you're saying soul, that right i think she's yeah like i think there's powerful, something sexy about a woman who yeah. claims her power like did you see nomadland not yet Oh, it's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, she, I mean, three billboards. She's amazing. Three billboards is amazing. And also, what I love about her is she does not give a single fuck. Like she gets yeah. on the stage at the Academy Awards, no makeup. Like, yeah, like we need people to challenge. And I, and I know in this film, like bringing it back to forgetting Sarah Marshall, mm. I know he was kind of saying that as a joke. Yeah. And it's like a commentary, but it's sad that we know that that's a commentary. That is, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's why one of the main reasons we have this podcast is because this industry was a certain way mm-hmm. and now people are being getting put out into the light because of how they've treated people and how they've put certain individuals in boxes mm-hmm. younger women older women mm-hmm. and we talk about these things and it's i think it's getting better but like when i see a before i met my girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> you know I, we'd be out and shout I'd, out to libby i'd see exactly uh and i'd be like you, you can ask wes big fan of the podcast um he's a fan i love you Wes. <laughs> yeah you know i just be like oh my god that she's a woman you know and yeah. i'm just basically saying like how this person carries themselves yeah and that's that's I attractive mean, but it's the same for guys i mean let's bring it back to this movie jason siegel is not physically you know <laughs> he doesn't have abs yeah. love you jason yeah. if you listen um but he is like the every man like he's a little soft he's yeah. tall but he's not like muscular and I think, I think in for male casting, especially with Apatow, we've seen the challenging of that like male form because we've yeah. talked about Seth knocked up. Rogen. Yeah, we've talked about knocked up yeah. on the podcast. Like Seth Rogen is a bit of a chubbier guy, mm-hmm. and he can land like a Catherine Heigl. And in this show, in this film, he's got like uh, Kristen Bell's character and Mila Kunis, and we as audiences don't think that's crazy. So I'm just saying, I would love to see the same for women. Yeah. Little bit of side note though, he's taller. I feel like taller men 
can get away with it. Can get oh, like in just in everyday life, you see a lot of taller men with surprisingly well, not even you know, just going back to looks, <laughs> being a little shallow, like gorgeous, you know, shorter women because they're they're tall. Sure. And women maybe want to tall men. So I think with him, and he's super genuine in this movie. Yeah, and he's right? meant to portray he's that talented, person that's he's hilarious. A good creative. And yeah. 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 But I do think it's we should get to a point where we see women of all shapes, shapes and sizes yeah. playing the, the lead roles. And I think there are shows out there like Shrill is a great example. You know, there are narratives showing people being different, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's more acceptable for a man at the moment. And I'd like to see that change. Yeah. But speaking of body types and shit, the diversity in this film, how did you feel about it? I felt okay with it. I liked oh, how they incorporated some of the Native Hawaiian actors. main characters. Yeah, we had, um, what is his name? Devon McDonald. Mm-hmm. He was working at the hotel mm-hmm. and he bartended. Mm-hmm. He was hilarious. Had a lot, like a lot of, a decent amount of lines. You had, what was his name? Taylor Willie. His name was Kimo, the mm-hmm. bigger dude, bald. He was actually a sumo wrestler who was Shut in the first, first ever UFC fight. Shut up. Ever. Yeah. That he has well, it's not him that has the funniest line, but one of the funniest lines in the film, I think, was when he goes, "You look like a giant baby." And he's like, "I don't mean that," because <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like, bald. "He's crying because like, he had him kill the pig for the roast." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I laughed so hard yeah. at that line. Like he's like a gentle giant, yeah. basically. But he's so, like, "Man, you gotta stop talking." Yeah. So he had a, a integral part of this movie. He's a, a bigger presence, right? So I, I thought they did okay. With yeah, I think they did okay too. I'm glad they had Hawaiian actors, Mm -hmm. I could love to see it again. This is just you know, this is me like wishing that everything didn't, and I'm yeah, I just wish everything didn't have to be white, white, white. We had like Mm -hmm. the four main characters, and listen, I try to be super sensitive to it because I am white, I have always benefited from seeing people like me on the posters, the main characters. But what does it mean if one of these characters are? of color or Asian. Like, I just think we got so used to being like, these four people are white. Like, of course, I'm not thinking about it now. Do you consider Mila white? Well, what is her background? I think she's part Greek, Russian, Russian. Potentially. Yeah. I'd say she's white. I'd say the four of them. And listen, I love all four of those actors, but I think now in, in 2021, we're just like, could someone be, mixed or you know this yeah, we just course. have so many comedic actors from different good. backgrounds yeah and that's why you know hopefully we're doing this in 10 years from now 15 yeah. years from now and we're doing movies and like look compared to forgetting sarah marshall you know the, a couple of these leads are i just think it should minorities. be i just don't think it should be something we even notice you know it should be yeah. so diverse because our world is so diverse mm-hmm. that um that we yeah don't have to pull it apart yeah but right now i'm like and again, like I think all four of those guys are hilarious and I hate that we have to bring up like there should be a diverse person in here because yeah. we should just be able to enjoy a movie like this. You know, it's not offensive. It's not real. I mean, there's one or two issues with the Hawaiian. Yeah. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like but overall, I it's think mostly a this, harmless film. Yeah, they did pretty well with this movie. Right. And I liked it that um, Judd Apatow told um, told him to go write this, uh, Jason oh, Siegel, to go write. Like he said, go write the first draft as a drama. And oh. then, and then we'll look at it, and then we'll make it funny because we're funny people. Mm. But there's got to be some, some conflict, some drama mm-hmm, in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I thought that I thought they did a good job. Besides, yeah, like the Native American chanting part. But 
Over, yeah. Overall, like, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's, it wasn't even like little, it's, it was glaring from the, oh, it's, I probably, I think the first time I've ever seen this movie, I thought of that. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just, it doesn't go down well. No. <laughs> You're sitting there I like, do Whoa. like, I do like Bill Hader's wife. She plays a funny character. She's hilarious. The actress who plays, mm-hmm. well, yeah, very silly. Um, what did you think about the staff guest relationship? So context, Mila Kunis is the receptionist or she's like works in customer service. Mm -hmm. He thinks she's cute. She thinks he's cute. She realizes he's here alone and that his ex-girlfriend's there. They start to have like a romantic attachment. Is that okay? Yeah. Two consenting adults. Of course. See, I feel like it crossed a little, little bit of a line. First of all, the start of the film she sneaks him into this extremely expensive room because no one ever goes in there. Not, not just that she thinks it's fucked up that her ex is already with somebody yes. on vacation. Yes. So she helps him out. But I'm just like pulling those strings. <laughs> Would that happen? <laughs> Using her power, to, using her power to get yeah. him this $6,000 a night room. And then they kind of brush over that as a plot point. They're like, yeah. just clean up after yourself. Yeah. Cause only Oprah ever uses <laughs> right. that. Or, yeah. But so you don't think it was weird that they like crossed a barrier there. I don't think, cause at that point it's, it wasn't like a sexual favor. No, he was no, just, no. She saw someone like in pain and she was helping out. But then as he started pursuing her a little bit, she was like, Oh, you know, kind of let's take it easy. And he was pursuing her a little bit more. And then she kisses them after he jumps when they're in the water. Right. So no, I don't. I think it developed in the time frame of this movie. I think it developed pretty well. Okay. But yeah. So like, so do you think it's wrong? I like, would you ever of... get at somebody if you stayed at a resort that no, worked there? No. See, Never? I don't think I would. And I, I was only asking because, like, I guess it's not like a doctor-patient relationship. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no like medical shit there. That's like banging a bartender at a, at your favorite yeah. bar. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm sure they have rules against it. You know, like if we were to really dive into like the, like if we lived in this world, yeah, like yeah. if you go to Hawaii, you should not expect that the, you know, cause like, I think one of the other characters says to him, he's like, Oh yeah, I had a date. And he's like, dude, she's in customer service. Yeah. Like I think she's, <laughs> and by the way, she was interested, yeah. but you can understand like how I've actually only worked as a caterer. I never worked as a waitress. But, you know, if your job is to be nice to people, like, this is why people, like, leave their numbers for the bartenders all the time. And it's like, oh, and dude, I'm married. Like, Yeah, waiters, waitresses. Right, I'm trying to get a good tip. I'm trying to be friendly yeah, here. Yeah, this is what I do. So a bit of, uh, for a second, I was like, I mean, it wasn't, like, so offensive. Like, he wasn't creeping on her. But I yeah. was like, I feel like that's a little off. <laughs> Just me a little bit. Off on which, on both sides? Or is there one Probably more, more on her because she's her, working. Because she's okay. Yeah. Okay. But also, like... You know, I, I mean, there, we didn't really see too many other guests that were single yeah. at this resort. A lot come of on, married come couples. Come on, Jason, go out and... Yeah, which was hilarious, I thought. Yeah. Every scene where he was kind of, like, depressed, they showed, like, a married couple in the background, <laughs> like, taking pictures, and the disdain he had for newlyweds, it was just amazing. Yeah, what was the um, religious couple's name again? Um, the actors there? Yeah, that was... Um, 
What's his name? Jack McBriar yeah, and Jack Maria McBriar. Thayer. Yeah, they did yeah. a great job. They did a great job. And like, he's, yeah. like, he's like sitting at the bar talking to men about how like the vagina's just slapping him in the face and he can't <laughs> find the clitoris. <laughs> the mythical clitoris. <laughs> and then he has like a really sweet, it's kind of fucked up, but it's a sweet exchange on the beach where he's playing chess with Aldous Snow, Russell Brand's character. Mm-hmm. God and, should be present in the bedroom. Yeah, and he's yeah. showing him how to basically hump like a giant king, king <laughs> statue. And it's so silly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. There's no, a lot of great characters. No, they had, I mean, it's it's an Apatow production. So, like, I think they really put the effort in to have, like, the side characters still be hilarious. Yeah. Like, no yeah. one's there unless they're adding something. Something. Which I love. But, yeah. Um, the only other thing I really had was the female rivalry. And I wanted to ask you about it. So, Chris and Bell's character, Sarah, mm-hmm. breaks up with him. And then she's there with this like pop star and then he starts to like piss her off and she kind of realizes like, oh, maybe I had something good before. And you kind of brought it up earlier. Like they're at dinner. Mila Kunis's character is like, well, I like living in Hawaii. I think, I do think in this film, the female rivalry was kind of justified because the main theme was breakups and shit like that. But I will say that I'm kind of sick of films where like two beautiful women are fighting over an average man. Yeah, but it, it's not average. I don't think... I, to your point, I think this is a different case. Right. Kristen Bell the whole was thing. the antagonist. Yes. She's the one that fucked up. She was cheating. Yes. And Although, then, I will caveat by that saying, I don't want to paint her in a completely bad light because he did lose his way. True, but she could have broke up with him. Sure, and we don't condone cheating. We've been over that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So... Mila, I, Mila was fine. She's just easygoing, cool, cool, cool. And then who threw the first stone, so to speak? I mean, Chris and Bell's Kristen character. Bell, yeah. I don't think like living yeah. here, blah, 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 because she was getting a little Also, jealous. there's a huge power misalignment there. Like, she's a famous actress. She's dating this extremely famous. Yeah. But I will say, like, I'm just, like, I love comedies where the women don't have to be at odds. And what we get in this film is we get Russell Brand's character and Jason Segel bonding over how terrible the movie was yeah and you see this male friendship blossoming where there's no like um what's the word like animosity towards each other until he finds out that no but even even after that remember that he said he says goodbye to him at the cause yeah he's like we're good and i think it's because that's kind of jason's or peter's character yeah he he was starting to feel something for mila and he had he was having a great night and before that you saw that he was playing in the pool with a bunch of kids he was hanging out the older people in the hot tub he's on cloud nine and he was probably like yeah screw it it's that turning point in a breakup where you're like oh i'm actually gonna be okay yeah yeah but i will say like and that was just one thing i noticed like and i know in this story it it had to be that way like Mm -hmm. they had to kind of push each other's buttons but i'm really excited for films where the women I mean, like you said, in this instance, Kristen Bell's character, Sarah, was the antagonist. She cheated. Not cool. So I feel like we were allowed to be a little bit pissed at her. But it would have been... I'm just excited for movies where women are, like, not tearing each other down about relationships. Yeah. It just have to be movies that weren't about breakups. Cheating. Because it'd be either two guys going at it or two women if Mm -hmm. they're fighting over somebody, Well, that's what builds the tension, right? Yeah. And you need that drama. Yeah. Even in a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. To make fun of because you're basing it off what happens in real life. Yeah. We we deal with a lot of jealousy in real life. Yeah. You know, if you're in the same circle as someone you previously dated. Yeah. You're going to be feeling those tensions and you're going to want to do little pokes at the new person. Yeah. That's in the circle. No, I mean, this movie, it deals with a subject that is very real. Breakups. Mm -hmm. Not easy for anyone. 
but it does it in a pretty funny way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a very self-contained comedy. Like if you think about it, it really takes place in like his apartment where he's like being a slob and then it's Hawaii at a resort. And they had some great flashbacks or like cut twos with Kristen Bell's character, uh, Sarah, remembering how sweet Peter was. Yeah. Not just how he was a slob, but wearing the purse (laughs) that she got him and the shirt because Aldous didn't want to wear the shirt. Is oh no, not the shirt. Oh, take oh. my eyes, but not the shirt. You know, spills a drink yeah. on it and goes, I think I improved it. Take my eyes, but not my shirt. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was great. And I did want to talk a little bit about the montage because we, mm. we, you and I know a lot of terms for movies, mm-hmm. and I think something we could start doing is elaborating more on some yeah. of the terms. So, like, just a simpler one montage that they use in this film. When he starts writing, he gets he gets home and he starts doing the play again, working on the Dracula, and you see him start to run on the treadmill, and he's writing more, he's singing, and that's like a whole montage sequence. And basically, montage is a technique of film editing that combines a series of short so- shots or clips into one sequence, often set to music. Mm-hmm. And the word montage is French for assembly or editing. Okay. Yeah, so... I, just think I mean, it's... montage is used a lot as a technique in film to show the passing of time, which it does in this movie, right? Yeah. It shows him improving himself yep, exactly. and finishing the musical. So you see, like Rocky, mm-hmm. he's training for a fight or like this, yeah, bettering himself. Mm-hmm. And you see him yeah. growing. And... It, well, especially in a film like this film takes place, it's supposed to be, he basically has a breakup and then we find out it's three weeks later. But then I'd say like a good two thirds of the film takes place in like real time, right? Yeah, like on, yeah. the, on the island. Mm-hmm. So the montage obviously helped him show. I did have a question. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's one night only, this Dracula musical he made, right? That's what the flyer says. It says one night only. Yeah. says the date. How much money did they spend on these costumes? They're not making any money back on this. And then you scan. I think the tickets were like six bucks, right? Right. And you you scan to the audience and there's like maybe 40 people there. It's like a really small theater. Yeah. Does not make financial sense. Maybe he got like a little severance from uh, crime scenes, scene of the crime. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Because when they got. Because they have all these puppeteers and the puppets are so cool. And the sets look amazing. The costumes. Singers. There was a choir. I mean, if it was running for like three weeks, he's definitely going to make his money back. But like one night. I don't think yeah. so. And they should chart. Maybe it was like a tester to see hey. how people felt about it. And I was like, dude, no. Yeah, you know, you and I are trying value. to make no money short films. And we're like, okay, good. This is good. Because <laughs> if we try to make money off of this, it'd be five cents each. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Did you see um, Lazy Joe's? The bar scene was actually shot in Silver Lake. Oh, I did not see yeah. that. Yeah. It's a, it was a, Tiki bar that's now been closed, but I think mm. it's called Lar, uh, La Barcito. Okay. And it was, yeah, that shot in Silver Lake, everything at that, that Tiki bar. Yeah, I uh, did not notice that, yeah. but I assumed they shot most of it in Hawaii, did they? Yeah, Turtle Bay Resort. Oh, nice. In uh, Oahu. I cannot wait to make a film in Hawaii. It seems Have you ever like been? Time. I've never been. Neither have you have been? I. Ooh, Let's go. Trip. Let's go. Yeah, I'm so Live down. from Hawaii. Yeah. Harrison David. I need a week on the beach. Yeah. No, I mean, that's mainly the stuff I had, to be honest. I think this film, again, like, I love talking about films from, like, 50 years ago, and then I also love talking about films like this. Some films hold up a little better. I think, yeah, this one did not upset me no. in the same 
Especially the use of, and you alluded to it earlier, with people, actors being famous in that world. Right. Which I love. Yeah. Kristen Bell's character, Aldous, and uh, Russell Brand, Aldous Snow, and the cutaways to him singing and Peter seeing um, (laughs) crime scene, seeing the crime on the plane. And she's doing like the in-flight experience, basically. Yeah. Uh, I I just love how... uh, how directors and stuff and writers throw that in throw there. it in there well yeah. especially i do wonder like and i'm curious people from not the industry i'd love to hear your take on this but like i love little nods to the industry because that's what i work in mm-hmm. do people from the midwest care about that like do they know enough about acting to be like oh this is funny because of this yeah do they feel really invested when someone has like in a movie has the job that they have you know like I know there's like a lot of jokes about like how in a lot of rom-coms, everybody's like a journalist or an Mm -hmm. architect, but like if some, and and, you know, again, I'm trying to write and I try to give my characters like interesting jobs that would like be a normal person's job, like administration or blah, blah, blah. Do people in those fields feel like validated when they see someone portrayed like that? Yeah. So my friend is a ER child surgeon Mm. in Phoenix Mm. and he said, the most relatable, well, I, I want to ask you, what do you think the most relatable medical field show would be Ooh. to somebody that works in the industry? ER or Grey's Anatomy? He said Scrubs. Really? Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite show at yeah. university. So he, he's saying that is the most, for him, that's the most spot on okay. show out there. So he's like seeing the people profession. in the wall. <laughs> people are breaking out to song. Oh, you mean when they do the medical stuff? Just No, just like the every day. Okay. How they are in the hospital or whatever, ER room. It's, you said scrubs. That. It's like scrubs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any of our listeners that work in industries that are not film and television, please hit us up at agelikemilkpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us how you ha- what the best you know representation of your field is. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, I'm very interested. I'm in that. very interested. But <sighs> I wanted to do my shout out. Unless you have anything yeah. else. Um, the only thing I did have a fun fact. Go for it. We love a fun yeah. fact on the podcast. So, years before forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, Jason Siegel had actually written the Dracula the musical oh, that he wanted to perform as puppet, puppets, and he showed first person he showed it was Judd Apatow. And he told him, you can't play this for anyone ever. <laughs> Just like, we're not doing that yeah. musical. Sorry, then, no. Yeah, and then later they were like, all right, I like this idea to be in a movie. As a joke. Yeah, yeah. As, a, as a joke. Which I love when they have fake TV shows in movies. Like, yeah. was it Billy Baldwin that was in the show mm-hmm. with her? In his one-liners? Yeah. Yeah. This guy masturbated <laughs> before he left. <laughs> Something like, what? Oh, boy. Yeah. No, that's a great fact. I love that. And then um, Judd Apatow seems really supportive. So if he was like, "We're not, we're not." Don't ever it. do this, don't, Jason. Yeah. Just forget this exists. Where he couldn't find something yeah. to use it for. <laughs> yeah, Jason's like, but I wrote the whole thing, <laughs> dude. I would sit through something like that. Fuck yeah, dude, that's hilarious. No. I would go. I would pay six bucks. Have you I'd seen pay Ave- twenty bucks to see that? Have you seen Avenue Q? Mm-mm. Oh my god, it's such a funny musical with puppets. Like, yeah. so unfortunately, I'm dating someone who does not enjoy musicals. But if you're down, oh, I'll go oh let's sure. go. Yeah, I'm I'm here for all any kind of weird theater production. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Experimental, let's mm-hmm. go. I mean, will I be on edibles? It's possible. Probably, yes. 110% chance. <laughs> It'll just make it better. Yeah. So, the yeah. one more thing yeah, that I thought go. was interesting is that. Kristen Bell got a call about Veronica Mars that they canceled it the day before she shot Shut the scene up. that they canceled crime scene, Shut scene of the crime. Up. 
So they they were saying she was actually pulling from real life experience. Dude, getting a show canceled sucks. Yeah. I I don't know from personal experience, but I worked for a producer who joined him when out the show was in post, and then it came out, and we were very excited about it. And then we got the call when we were on a movie that the second season wasn't happening, oh. and it was such a bummer because like everybody works so hard, and I think it's, I know what show yeah, you're talking about, and yeah. I really like that show. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's, daybreak, it's, we can just yeah. say it. It's and sometimes daybreak. it's it's timing. Yeah, it just doesn't hit. People weren't something else on came out a that platform week. exactly, yeah. and they yeah. didn't pick it up. They people got busy with their lives. Yeah, and it just didn't take off. Didn't get the steam. But this I industry, that like, I think about that all the time. Like, you and I are both trying to like make it. And what if you like, if you landed a pilot, I'd be so excited for mm-hmm. you. We'd probably talk about it all the time, and it might not get picked up. No, and I could write something and be in a writer's room, and it's so exciting. We do the whole thing, and then they're just like, nah. It's you like know, winning the lottery basically. It so is. You, you get. And you get the pilot and say you shot it in something you wrote. They shot the pilot. They mm-hmm. put the money. All right. We like the first episode. I, think, I would think I'd made you, it. Like yeah, I would exactly. literally like quit. I'd be like, well, I don't have to I'm try anymore. Yeah, yeah, we're done here. And then you get 10 episodes. Yeah. And then they're like, ah. This isn't going to go. Sorry. Sorry. Here's your money though. Yeah, exactly. Which and we that's, love. And that, yeah. And then even if your 10 episodes does get on. So you, at least you worked a little bit, but then no second season. And then you got some seasons that go five, six, seven. So yeah, it, it which really which it, it kind of explains in this movie like why Sarah's like uh, Kristen Bell's character is freaking out because nothing is for real. Yeah, she said she's fearful that she's gonna fall out of the spotlight. And, and I felt for her in that way because you can clearly see in that moment that she's having her insecurities fly freely. And who among us has not felt completely insecure? Like I'm not saying that's why I 100% want to be in the film industry, but of course we work in an industry where we could make a cultural mark, Mm -hmm. right? I watched the friends reunion recently. They talk about like people are like friends, like changed my life. Of course, like we want to write stuff that's poignant. You want to act roles that mean something to somebody. Mm -hmm. Nobody does this for the money. There's no money in this. So I felt for her character in that moment because she's like, I don't want to be irrelevant. I think at one point or another, we've all felt that way, no matter what you do. Yeah, just fade away. Yeah, because we're human and like... Especially with something you're passionate about. But our memories last a couple generations and that's it. Like, yeah, there's the Ancestry.com, but like, do you really know like what your great grandma was doing? No. She actually got a pilot that didn't get picked up. up. (laughs) I hate you. I hate you. Shut up. Who you got to thank Okay, I am going with Jim... Daltz, who okay. was the um, puppet supervisor okay. on this film. Um, he's worked on What Dreams May Come as an art director. He worked on Flatliners art director. He worked on Last Action Hero okay. in the art department. So um, he doesn't have a picture on IMDb. but David's guessing that you can get it, Jim. <laughs> I wasn't Jim. going there. Jim. But, you know, hopefully you're aged well, Jim. But uh, I just think those puppets were amazing. They were great. And just a cool... You know, addition, a cool addition, and to have that as your profession. Yeah. Is, is oh, cool. I think puppeteering is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Jim, we see you and, and we, we appreciate, appreciate you. you. And you I got? hope you can still get it. <laughs> uh, I have Samantha Baramian. She was an electrician on this movie. Um, for those that don't know, the camera and electric department tend to be quite male heavy <laughs> okay yeah it's a typically you know like there are certain jobs on set that like there's not as many women working in so i chose samantha because i think it's great that she was an electric on this um she's also done a bunch of stuff she was on the good place as a dimmer board operator which i assume has something to do with lighting or camera yeah. she worked on hung she worked on party down she worked on uh greenberg 
Um, she worked on Being John Malkovich, which is a great film we should talk about sometime. So, Samantha, we see you and we appreciate you. Definitely. And for women who listen to the podcast and want to get into um, the electric camera department, it's a slog. I don't know how I can help you, but reach out to us again at agelikemilkpodcast at gmail.com. And I do have some camera connects and, you know, especially particularly women in these male-dominated fields, I'm always happy to talk you through it. Need the representation. Must have. Mm -hmm. So, David. Just... That's you. Do you think that this film aged like milk? I do not think this movie aged like milk. I think for some reason you you walked in the fridge. It's like 2 a.m. You grab the milk carton and you're like, oh, shit, I'm just going to take a swig of this. Right. And there's probably like a little crusty milk mm. that fell in there that was on the rim and you caught that sip you're like oh shit what the fuck was that and then you kind of like spit it out and you drank it more and it's like oh it is fine so i think that little part is that native american um chanting scene yeah yeah so that was a bad sip for me but overall i enjoyed that cup of milk yeah okay yes i like that what say you i'd say i agree with you i think you know again i think the they kind of brushed past the revenge porn-esque element of this. I don't think it's a defining moment of the film, but I definitely think it's something that me as a woman, like I'm very sensitive to, you know, Mm -hmm. if you want to sell pictures of your body, go for it. But I don't think that someone should have a picture of you against your will in a public place, like a male bathroom. Never. That's gross. And also I fucking love Bill Hader. I don't know if that was the best moment in his career. Probably not. Made me feel a bit like, okay. (laughs) but I did I do like this film and I do I do think it's still relatively fresh yeah perhaps a few spots that you might want to pick out before you drink the whole entire thing (laughs) but that's it I'm glad we did this movie it's a it's a good one if you want to laugh you should watch it yeah it's definitely hilarious and I think it's one that you can watch over and over again just throw on with your friends yeah have some chuckles but also more diversity Yes, which which I think as an industry, I think we're we're starting to head in that direction because people are getting their opportunities mm-hmm. and they're shining and they're selling. And this is an industry and this is a business and people, it, minorities are showing that they can carry something and yeah, make they don't have people to be a lot friend. of money yeah. Yeah, as a lead and people are starting to take notice and we're, we're moving in that d- direction. Okay. Well, yeah. I like that. And more older, sexy women. Which I am their thing. all in for. Yeah, David's there. Yes. He's ready. Thanks for listening, guys. Please follow us on social media and uh, send us your recommendations. We love mm-hmm. Fan Rex. Yeah. Thanks, David. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I forgot to say the ending, didn't I? <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. Um, David, <laughs> yes. you should check your fridge. And make sure that milk ain't spoiled. Gross milk is gross. <laughs> now that's for real. Thank you. Goodbye now.